0: super talk mississippi media production specializing in ford nissan chrysler dodge jeep and rams corinthautogroup.com and fordofcorinth.com where cars and happy drivers meet visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve
1: In a Mississippi minute, that's right. What's up, what's up, everyone? I met today's guest like I met so many through the game of golf and charity events around the country. And on stage doing a little jam together. Later that night, we started writing a tune. That's how it happens. Uh, He's a hit songwriter, producer, recording artist, and publisher, and a great dad. And he's a great guy, and the man can swing the club and jam on the freaking axe on the guitar uh, i love this guy you can flat out sing like you've never heard to please welcome to in a mississippi minute my brother josh kelly hey josh <laughs>
2: that was a that was a mighty fine introduction thank you i, <laughs> I so appreciate that i take
1: pride in uh, preparing that and then it just goes just total uh wacko after that so at this point <laughs> at this point that's as much structure as we've got uh i appreciate you doing this now you're it. in your home in utah
2: yeah, so we live here in Utah full time now. We um, uh, I, I did I was in Nashville for a while, and I think actually that's when when we met. I had, right. I, had, I was living in Nashville, and then I um, the day after I signed on the house, I went back to Los Angeles, and and I, that's when I met uh, Katie on a music video. Um, and so basically, I was back in L.A., and now we decided. You know, years later after since we've got. So we're a big family now. We wanted to be, you know, um, kind of just up in the mountains in our own right. little area, and so yeah, we live up here in Utah.
1: I remember you telling it. me that you bought some property up there, and I remember—I don't even know if you remember this. I remember going like I started seeing all of these like homes that are prefab. You just drop them on the slab with all the utilities. You know, I was trying to figure <laughs> it out for you. <laughs> what did you end up doing there?
2: So yeah, we built we built a home from the ground up. And, um, and, uh, we got this land, um, you know, forever ago. And then, um, and we just decided, uh, it it actually started off as kind of a, uh, almost a vacation kind of place. It was a little smaller. Mm -hmm. And then we realized that we were spending all our time here. And so I told Katie, I said, we need to sell the LA house and we should just move here full time. And now, um... Many children later, we've expanded. This thing has grown sideways <laughs> in every direction. I love it. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, we, we love it up here, man. I have, a rec- I have a recording studio about a mile away as the crow flies and, uh, in a, in a big barn. And, um, uh, I love it and artists love it too because, you know, before you even get to the studio, you're walking past a bunch of goats, pigs, chickens, and horses, and then you finally get to the studio. And I wow. think it, um, it gives people a little, a different perspective. On life, and I think it also gives them a little different sort of inspiration uh, right. to how we approach the music when you when you're up here in, in all this space and you're close to the stars and and there's no light pollution. It's really nice.
1: I love it. We're talking to Josh Kelly. Josh is me. He keeps talking about Katie Catherine Heigel, actress yep. uh, as well. As you guys and you met on it. She was obviously in one of your music videos, right?
2: Yeah. So uh, we met. I, I had a song called Only You. And Big hit, I went top back to ten LA. hit. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a good song for me. I I went back to L.A. and um and to do the music video, and that's that's back when there were like big budgets for these music videos, which was just nuts. You know, they were <laughs> it was nuts. Um, and there were also things called perk fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, don't yeah. Don't exist yeah.
2: anywhere anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I didn't even know who was going to be the leading lady in the in the video. I just I'm just that kind of guy who sort of shows up because look, I'm not an actor, and I I'm not I'm I'm really comfortable in in front of a big audience, and I'm I'm comfortable doing what I do. But when it comes to doing things like acting, I'm like, oh my god, so insecure about it. Yeah, me too. Exactly. So yeah. So so um uh I met her. And I was like, "Wow, what a, what an amazing human!" And then we started doing our scenes together, and that's when we really clicked. And wow. we have been together since that moment. Okay. I asked her to go out to dinner with me uh, after we were done shooting the video. And and there I was. was I yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is before I met her, I told the band I was like, "Guys, I'm single, and I'm just gonna let it all fly this <laughs> this on this next tour." <laughs> like, you know, I, I had never I just hadn't been single in such a long time, and of course, that's right when I meet Katie, and I'm like, right. "I'm not letting this one get away."
3: I love
1: it. We're talking to Josh Kelly, and he's up in Utah having fun, <clears throat> talking about pigs and goats and all. We have a lot of that. We have a lot of cotton. We have a lot of corn. You know, we have soybeans, milo. Uh, we got the Mississippi River as a backdrop, and it's beautiful. Uh, I can't believe I hadn't had you down to the mighty Mississippi yet, and I'm I'm feeling really guilty right now. Because Dude, we got to bring you next year and we're going to, we're doing it. We're just going to do it. We're saying it right now because it, you, you would totally dig it. You got tow boats right behind you when you're playing on the a big wide little area where they make a turn and head toward Memphis. And it's just, it's just gorgeous. Oh, I love that. Gorgeous. And, uh, you know, with people, it's 3000 people that are always camping that never leave. And then you've got everybody else that comes for the days and nights. And we even have a stage that starts at midnight in the woods. Good Lord. Oh, it's wild. So got all all blue stage, Highway sixty one blue stage, and in the mighty stage is you know is, like this year we have Lucinda Williams and et cetera. But we've we we have a lot of acts, but they have to have something to do with that history and culture of the Delta blues, and that's so wide, that's such a variety. And you're such a soulful cat, obviously growing up. Well, you up,
2: know, I grew up around um, um, uh, James Brown, so I used to be I used to be in all these blues funk bands because his his band. I had a bunch of side projects, and one of them was called Firstborn. And I was the only white kid. I was I 17 it. years old. <laughs> and, and, oh, dude, you should, if, if I can't tell you what they used to call me, but, on your show, but it was hilarious. And I learned a lot about The Pocket, and I learned, um, a lot about funk and blues. And what's funny is our live show, now my full band live show, um, all these many years later, 21 years later, has now, um, basically come back to that. We our our show is basically blues funk, um Oh I've seen it. Uh with a little bit of pop R and B in, in right. there and um and we got rid of the in ears, we got rid of everything. We just play.
1: Yeah the the you know the yeah. the thing is about you that i love and I, and you're talking about that tug and pull and we call it grease down here and just you're always on the oh. back you're always on the backside and that is what you learn down here when you you know and and when i went it's funny when i recorded a really bad record in the mid 90s uh, I had this producer it was totally out of my hands. It was it was a, uh, my songs but or or either I wrote or co-wrote, but it was a mess. Everything was on the top and it I couldn't yeah. sing to it. I didn't know how to do it. And as hyped up as I am and and I usually am and all that, what I guess I guess the bottom line was it was no way. And so eventually I learned Especially back then radio used to speed things up to get more play. Right. Yeah, they did. Back, and it was horrible. And I heard records, I was like, Oh my God, there's no groove it's horrible. I mean it was the worst. And so I always decided I would find the sweet spot and then back it up a click or two for all my records, just in case.
2: Yeah, that's a great you know, honestly that's a great idea. Yeah. Have you ever sat down with a cocktail and listened to some of your old songs and 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 realized <laughs> that they were that that you were so jacked up about finishing the song that, that you didn't pay attention to, you know, the groove, like that, like where the groove should fit. Like, like you said, the tempo and, right. uh, and, and it and it drives me nuts because you can't go back.
1: Right, you can't. You, can't, you, you know, back. <laughs> you know, you know, you can't go back. And then your kids go, "What were you thinking?" Or like, "Dad, what that wasn't really good." And I said, "I know, I know, I know." You know, I'm growing. Unfortunately, it's look, it's a good thing they didn't start recording us back in the day when when I mean, it it was good that I I needed time to calm down and to find myself and all that and and it feels so easy now because when i write i i don't for i mean it just happens now i mean it's just nice to come in the studio and just let it fall out man it's just so much easier all that boot camp that i call it boot camp writing when you write three sessions a day and you you know run bounce from one guy or girl to the other as co-writers and it's just like it was just wild to me and getting past all that and just deciding most, I wrote most of my ex, last record. Uh, by, I, I just wrote it alone. I was, I didn't have a choice. I was by myself here down here. So yeah,
2: that's kind of how I'm up up here,
1: right? right which is great. I was talking to Josh Kelly. We're in a Mississippi minute. We actually wrote together that night. We were outside of my bus or Daly's bus, or we, I think we were at Darius' event and the the boys of Blowfish and, and.
2: Yeah, I, is that where we met for the first time? Because we Josh, played a bunch of events together. I
1: think that's where we met because. I think Daly was out there and going, that's a cool song. I think it was sinking or Swim With You in that oh, record. Oh, you're right. Right? You're right. Then I yep. I remember playing golf at Nashville Golf and Athletic and telling uh, some guys, I'm going to write with Josh Kelly to finish this song we started. And I want to talk about that uh, in a second, but we're going to take a break. here in a Mississippi Minute we're with the fabulous okay. hit-making well, artist Josh Kelly. <laughs> with you. Oh, I'd rather be swimming with you, girl. Hey folks, if you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing its job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a hundred day return policy and listen to this, they will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away one million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com Enter promo code Steve Azar. That's Omnipillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet.
0: Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm Steve Azar, we're in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, because that's how we do go. It takes us a minute to get it all out, and we were with Josh Kelly. Uh, Josh, I want to talk about Sinking or Swimming real quick. It ended up being, you know, that song ended up at least helping in in, in some sort of fashion, because it ended up being Oprah's top things to buy at Christmas, that album, uh, and, and oh, I think wow. like about five or six years ago. But but the cool thing was, I learned, you know, it's funny how you learn and and... You were a big help for me. I had Rafe Van Hoy, who I just watch in, in the middle of the night, and he was a vampire. He had kids, and, and his wife, Tanya, from Australia. Uh, all my hits came from us late night with a band from Tasmania. It was a band house, right? And they were all Australian. And, uh, and it was so funny because when I went to your house that day, it felt the same way. Uh, what do you call him, Skinny? What was the guy that plays with Lady A, your, oh, your brother Slim? Charles? Yeah,
2: he's now Slim, playing for Lady A. Slim. Yeah, but, Slim well.
1: walks in. He walks in like, it was like the like, like one of these vampires showing up. He goes, I got Slim in here. We, we started laying down these tracks, well, you did. And I remember going like, just how groovy it was. And that tug and pull you're talking about. And going yeah. like, man, that's just sitting in the perfect place. And I remember you getting Slim walks in and like he just woke up, and you left, and I didn't know where you went. I think you went to go get some skull or something, and uh, you didn't even say you didn't even say you were leaving. I was sitting there going, "Where'd Josh go?" <laughs> and uh, and and I loved it because you're in a neighborhood where you said your next door neighbor was a doctor, and you're,
2: you're oh just... well, yeah, I used to shoot, my tour bus would pull up, and like all these guys would come out of their house on their you know, with a cup of coffee, like, well, on and, you know, it, it was like a family neighborhood, and all of a sudden there was this, like, you know, uh, this super nice house in this 80 community was basically the whole thing with a studio.
0: <laughs> I loved
2: it. I loved it.
1: And and so your brother, they, they were all living. So 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 people will know, the Kelly family runs deep in, in making hits. Uh, and Josh <laughs> came first, and uh, yeah. then Charles comes from Lady Annabelum. And you yep. you had a lot to do with that first record. You were, you published some of those songs, right?
2: Well, so what I did well Charles. I made Charles come and live with me when I bought that house because he he came on tour with me when I was touring with Dave Matthews, and he realized that you know he wanted to do music again because Charles is it, his, We'd always played together as kids. Great singer, great drummer, and, um, and so I, I brought him to the house. He got a job in finance. And then I just we, I started just sort of trickling it in. Where you know we would write together, and we made a solo album for him called To the Nine. And then um, wow. he went to uh, to do to try out for Nashville Star, and he wasn't going to do it. And I said, "No, go do it." And um, that's how he met Hillary. He met her in the line for trying out for Nashville Star. Wow! And neither one of them made it, which is hilarious.
1: Um, ne- no, so neither one then, of them made it.
2: Yeah, which is so stupid. So, but, so stupid to together, Talent so, shows. Um, and, and then Dave, um, Dave was actually, we, we went to high school together. Uh, Dave Haywood, who's in the band, and we were actually in the jazz band together back in the day. And um, he was making websites in Atlanta, and I told him he'd come live at the house too. So <laughs> they basically all lived there for free. <laughs> and uh, I taught them how to use Pro Tools and all that. And we, we, we produced all those all right, so wait one second, Josh. I want to hear all exactly that because
1: you're you're coming in and out a little bit. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, there, you go. that's good. Just talking the phone a little better for me. We'll we'll edit okay. ed, will right. edit that out. But keep going. So you're you basically told them. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, yeah. So all of all of them have it, it, the story's amazing. I love it because Charles wasn't going to do music. <laughs> um, he was he was doing finance, um, but he wanted to be back in the music business, and so um, I slowly sort of helped him helped him get back. You know, back to where, you know, he felt like he wanted to to do music full time. Wow! And uh, big brother, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Dave Haywood was in the jazz band with me in uh, in high school. Then he was making websites after he graduated college in Atlanta, and uh, and he would drive up and write with us. And I finally just said, you know what? Just come live with us. Um, you can live here. It was uh, the band
1: house. Yeah. I told you,
2: it freaking yeah, stuff. the band house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did their first photo shoot and everything. I went and got like antebellum outfits uh come like I on put both of them in like colonel and outfits <laughs> and then she was in like a big antebellum dress and and um and i shot them around to different uh, managers and, and um just to get get them off their feet it's crazy wow.
1: i love it we're talking yeah. to josh kelly and this is post your amazing uh you know everybody's such a big hit i mean i you know i it was just huge, you know? and uh.
2: Yeah, that was a big... You know, it never went to number one, but it ended up being the highest-played song of 2000.
1: Yeah.
2: Or four, something like that.
1: Right, so, yeah. Which so was, it was good. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to go. Number one, you know, for people that don't quite understand, you got to have your back-end uh, play. It's, it's just... And it's a crap shoot with the record labels, and it's just... Once you get in the top five, it's anybody's race, and just getting number yeah, one is almost definitely. accidental. We're so. talking to Josh Kelly. Josh, so let me ask you this: I've heard you play solo, and you sound like three people. You remind me a lot of the Delta guys that I grew up around, like, <laughs> like Eugene Powell and who was Sonny Boy Nelson and and Sam, Chap, Sam Chapman and all these guys that play. And you'd go, "There's another guitar player," and there's not. You know, you know what I'm saying? And and your voice has always been so big and charismatic and 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 so soulful. Well, how many pieces are you traveling with? Because you don't need a lot around you.
2: You know, we're doing the other day it was four piece, you know, so it's me on guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got uh, a lot of times Jacob Latrell on keys and he is a, he's an amazing singer, great writer, amazing player. Uh, Darwin Johnson on bass. Um, and then Dave Goodstein on drums. And, but the thing is, is everybody sings really well. Wow. So then we've got like four part harmony and, um, and it's just, You know, I mean, it's just more fun. I've been doing the solo artist, I've been doing the solo acoustic tour for the last three years and, uh, it's time for me to get back to the full band thing. This whole summer, we played like 20 festivals this summer and, um, I couldn't have done them without, without the band. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh no 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 no. well, you get. I I love playing alone, and I'll play like twenty solo dates a year, and I'll do the three piece. But I but my band, like my new band, my latest project, is with most of BB's guys, one of Elvis's and one of Little Milton's, and with wow. Azar and the King's Men. In fact, uh, we got shows in Oregon coming up. But we've been playing. Uh, we probably played about like twenty shows by the time we're done this year, and we had a movie about it called Something in the Water. That we went, Josh, you'd have loved it. We went. I got grab Mills Logan. And he built a studio in Club Ebony. Club Ebony was, you know, a blues club that the Chitlin Circuit used to come in, Indianola, Mississippi. And it was a little difficult, you know, because uh, we couldn't see Mills. All we could do was hear him because the control room was the green room. And there was, you know, there was no easy, there were no glass to look at. <laughs> and we'd have mics. And they were, they drove me crazy. But we documented it all and and went through the wow. the, the heart of the Delta. And it's out on Quello Stingray right now. It just came out a couple weeks ago. So, oh, I want to yeah it's it's pretty cool so we we've uh we had to get that thing off my plate but you know trying to figure out how you know other people can see this music but growing up like little Milton used to call me little Lazar he'd hub in and out of Greenville and um it was crazy because I don't know man it just uh I always wanted to that's the like you like you said you did in a lot of ways it's pretty our, our past have been so similar biggest hits never went number one they were hanging out big you know but but it's crazy because i never got to make records with those guys and uh little ray yeah. neil's been you know played with little milton for 30 years and has his guitars wow. when he passed away and he was bb's buddy and and uh there's walter king who did the angels of harlem for you 2 his horns and he was his band leader and i mean these and it's randy jackson's brother herman's a drummer and we have a great time out when we go play um, wow! And, and it's a it's, awesome. it's a hoot, but uh, it's the. I guess my point is there's a lot of us there's eight of us on stage. So there's a lot of people, and there's Good a lot going Lord. on. Yes, I wouldn't yeah. know what to do
3: with eight people.
1: No, that's my point. It's crazy. So there's a lot a lot going on, and um, and there's some old style school like, like Ray plugs in. I mean, he made this huge thing in the uh, in one of the songs about I'd like to try that uh, what they call that uh, distortion, and I went. What, what is he is he messing with us and then he goes you know that stuff you uh you plug one of the little boxes in, you get distortion and i went and so he played he, we put it on there my my tech put it on there put him a, a box on there i can't remember maybe it was an eb booster or whatever and man it came it was crazy one take he goes okay i've had enough of that because it's an amplifier and a guitar and his fingers. And whatever yeah. makes it all work within. And it's amazing. We're talking to Josh Kelly, and uh, I've taken over the interview. I'm stupid. But uh, we're going to be right back. Hey, Josh, you get to play DJ. Mississippi's birthplace of American music. I know you grew up in Augusta, Georgia. I'm giving you golf. I'm going to give you that. And I'm going to give you a whole lot of soul and everything. But I'm, we're, claiming, we're claiming the birthplace. Uh, and you, you can't fight me over it. But would you like to hear a little Cedric Burnside project? or Absolutely. I'm going to say Robert Johnson. Now you got to pick.
2: Oh, okay. I get to pick? Yeah. Cedric Burnside or Robert Johnson? Oh, God. Robert Johnson for sure.
1: Okay, it's done. We're with Josh Kelly, the fabulous one. We're in Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back.
3: So my old evil spirit can get a grey birth and rest.
0: The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Are you... On the wall. I'm Steve Azar with Josh Kelly, huge hit songwriter, recording artist, producer, uh, does so much uh, in, the, in the world of music, uh, had a big impact on his brother Charles, obviously, who was hanging out in finance, Charles Kelly, with Lady Annabellum. I mean, I love that story, I mean, they, I remember him being there, living in the house, and just, it's amazing, alright, let's talk about uh, Faraday, the Faraday theme song, do, do, you, do you still have that song? Who used to be on the yeah, show?
2: Yeah, yeah. Whenever he does a live show, uh, you know, from like a theater or whatever, he likes to have he likes to have a band, a backing band. Me and two two of the other boys um, decided, you know, that the three piece would be the best, and and um, and it's fun because we come up with all these little bumps in and out of in, in and out of his show, <laughs> I and mean, it's hilarious. I mean, we're just kind of goofing off, and obviously, you know, David is the funniest guy, so yeah. it's really easy for us. And I think it makes him feel um, a little more at ease and comfortable doing those live shows because I know he gets kind of stressed out about it and you probably never see that. But it is stressful to try to, to do that live and to do it perfect without, without too many flubs. The the um, show's—it's
1: amazing. I mean, it's really an incredible show. Now, I I remember seeing you. I haven't. Okay, so I haven't seen the live things a lot lately. I know he does it with the studio audience, but obviously the theme song that you guys came up with.
2: No, so I didn't. So you're you're confusing Mike and Molly. So I actually I wrote the theme song to the TV show Mike and Molly.
1: Oh, I get very confused about everything. So there you go. No,
2: because I remember telling you I was like, I got this theme song. It's, you know, but uh, the yeah, we did a re- we we did a reboot of it. We made a different version of it for him. I don't know who wrote it. Oh, okay. Probably somebody. But um, but we, yeah, but we did record a different version of it. So I do, I do have like um, uh, some published some performance publishing on it. Oh, that's but, cool. Uh, the one that killed it for me is, is the TV show Mike and Molly. That and it got syndicated, and it's a song that I wrote with Kev Mo. Get out of um, here. Yeah, me and Kev uh, uh wrote um, um, a song called I See Love back in, like, 2005. Or, I know it was with Katie then, so it was, I think it was '05, And he was playing a show um, somewhere up in, like, North California. Chuck Lorre happened to be in the audience. And he just happened to play the song I See Love. And Chuck Willie came up to him after the show and said, "I want to use that song in my TV show." Wow. I mean, it's just crazy. Those <laughs> things don't even happen. No,
1: anymore. they don't. They don't happen at all. And I love
2: that. It was, and honestly, man, it was an answered prayer because I was uh, kind of feeling down at that at that point, and and not feeling as financially secure as I wanted to feel, and um, and that was like, it was a total anti prayer. Yeah. And um, and the show, yeah, the show ran for I think like. Seven years and was syndicated, so on, and and it and it it got me back to where I needed to be financially, to where I could make music without without stressing all the time. Right. You know, I mean, stress is a killer, man.
1: No, it doesn't. So, it doesn't help in anybody's job much, especially ours, because it really uh, it, you know, it just it puts a wall up between you and and what you really want oh, yeah. to, for your yeah, listeners. It yeah, it
2: puts a huge wall, and it messes everything up. You it know? does it messes your digestion up. It messes yeah. Your relationships up, and Um, you know, I'm actually, it's something that that I've been dealing with again lately. And so I just started doing like, um, uh, meditation and, and yoga and I'm doing all these things to help, to like stimulate my vagus nerve. (laughs) It's the nerve that's, that's, that controls all of the involuntary functions. Like, um, like, you know, digesting like the enzymes and everything that digest your food, just anything that's involuntary, and it's really important. And when it gets out of whack, you can really suffer, um, you know, from like depression and also like you know just your uh, with everything that has to do with your body. I mean, it just it just gets totally out of whack. So I started doing this thing where I do all this meditation. I take like these extreme cold showers, and I mean, dude, it, you
1: take it, ice baths. It, you take an ice bath. Every once in
2: no, a I, just, I just I just turn the shower to, like, it's cold. Setting and I get in there, and I just yell. It's
1: yeah. Hot. Yeah. I love but, it.
2: Yeah, I did. Anyway, I don't know how we got on
1: that topic. I, I like it. It's all right. Our listeners love it. They're, <laughs> they're pulling over and, and you going, wait. Uh, okay, so let's talk golf real quick. So you yep. played. He, we have Mississippi Ties, everybody. Josh played golf at Ole Miss. He, he was a hotty-totty. Yep. And, uh, and how so he comes from the land of golf, Augusta, how far did you grow up from the gates of the masters of of Augusta national? Uh,
2: Right down the street. I could, I could, uh, I could walk there. And back when I was a kid, it was a lot easier to, you know, to get tickets because you just would get them from, you know, friends, dads and whatever. And, uh, I would walk out there and I just remember it was just the most amazing experience and it still is. And it probably, I mean, the experience now is totally different. Um, it's just as amazing, it's definitely bigger, mm-hmm. um, but when I was a kid, it was a little bit more intimate. And I ended up, um, you know, getting good at the game. And I careered a tournament, and I won a tournament called the Palmetto Hall Invitational, and that got me into Division One college wow. golf. Yeah, but I had no business being in D one. I should have been playing junior college golf um, because, you know, I'm one of those players who, I mean, I'll shoot. I'll shoot 84 all day long, and then, you know. I haven't be, seen um, the 84. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll shoot 68, 68. Yeah, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. That's
1: the that's the Josh I've played with. I don't know what that 84 <laughs> is. I mean, what are you talking about? There's <laughs> no way. Oh, <laughs> so, no, all right. No, so, no, you I'm, how'd you end up at o, so Ole Miss comes knocking, and, and did you did you have experiences in the Grove?
2: Oh, my God. I loved it. Um, I used to. Uh, I got paid $100 every, <laughs> every week to um, to do the mad rush and take uh, this family's um, uh, what do you call it like a tent or whatever
3: oh uh, yeah yeah sure
2: yeah it, but, yeah retractable like tent and get their spot because it, I think it opened at 5 a.m. and and you were allowed to secure a spot
1: right but we we I have a spot now secure. I mean with with a group
2: yeah yeah exactly but you can't you can't you can't like hold it somebody has to like run and get it for you. So I would get these people their spot and then I would come back later and everybody's dressed to the nine. I would come back later and they would have like their crystal chandelier hanging. Oh yeah.
3: It's to, crazy. And, like
2: All of their like fine silver and everything <laughs> out. It's hilarious. I think it's the most amazing tailgating ever. So, I mean, the good news about my journey is that I went to D1 and, and I didn't, get to play that much but what happened is is i started falling deeper in love with with my my talent with music and i started playing shows and the game of golf just went further and further back in the rearview mirror and i always will be grateful for it because it got me um away far enough away from my family to where i i could sort of create a new identity and be me right. or maybe just have my real identity and um and, yeah, so that freedom just encouraged all this music, and, and I started playing all these shows, and um, and then Napster happened. Did I ever oh, tell you that? I'm the oh, first person know. to ever get signed what because of What are you the talking Internet? about?
1: Napster. Napster, kill me. That's when my hits happened, when Napster happened.
2: I know, but for me, <laughs> but for me it got me a record deal.
1: Oh, I didn't um, know that. So tell me the positive yeah, of that.
2: <laughs> I'm the first person to get signed because of the Internet. Um, that is what... Um, uh, Bob Cavallo told me, um, because I had this little scheme that I used with Napster.
1: Um, what did you do? Let me hear this.
2: my right, dude. All right, so listen to this. This is crazy. So what I did is one day I was on Napster, and I was getting my music out there, because you have to have it on your laptop so that people can, you know, download it. And uh, you have to be on the Internet. So I would go to the library, and I discovered that if I right-click, right-clicked on a, an individual user's name, a little box would come up, and I could send them a message. I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I developed this little thing, and what I would do is type in, like, James Taylor. And at the time, only 100 results would come up, 100 people that had James Taylor songs. So I would send each of them a message saying, hey, I noticed you like James Taylor. Why don't you try this kid out I know named Josh Kelly? You're going to love him. I did it, 100 a day. The next day, I would type in Dave Matthews. And I would say, hey, I know if you like Dave Matthews, Um, why don't you try this guy named Josh Kelly? I just downloaded He's amazing. (laughs) And and I did it every day for a month and a half. And then one of the recipients of my message said, I love this stuff. Um, Who is this guy? And I said, well, it's actually me. I'm just trying to get my music out there. And he goes, well, I'm I'm an A&R guy over at Hollywood Records, and I'd like to hear more.
3: Unbelievable. I give
2: you my number. He gave me his number, and I called him the next day. Like All my friends were around me because I told them.
3: <laughs> and they're all
2: like listening to me talk to this AR guy. And <laughs> within a year, I had a record deal and and a hit. It was crazy.
1: Okay, it's done. We're with Josh Kelly, the fabulous one. In this six minute, we'll be right back. You everything to me. I will let
0: you be. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm feeling it. I got a ton of time. You're moving your body. I'm,
1: feeling it. I'm Steve Azar with Josh Kelly, huge oh hit songwriter, recording, artist, producer. Hey, so tell me real quick before we before we go, because it's important. You just mentioned church. And, you know, great B3 players and keyboard musicians came from church down here, you know, and, and everybody look at each other and go, that guy, church. Yeah. You say one word, church. Your family is so talented. You obviously Charles Kelly, you got you, Josh Kelly, and your brother, who I've seen. Yeah, John can sing. It's off the hook. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, he's
2: gonna so, a Led Zeppelin cover band called uh, Black Dog. They're uh, so good.
1: And he's incredible. He says, it's amazing. I mean, I mean it's, it's crazy to me. So your folks... What was it like growing up in the Kelly household as a kid? They had, to be, they had to be, it had to come from them, right?
2: Well, I mean, I think my dad, I think the, the gospel-ness kind of came from him, you know, being in church and all that. But my mom, it, I think it came mostly from her. You know, she's a, she was a drummer. I mean, not she never played in bands or anything, but she, she can, she'll she get on a kit and she'll wear it out because she played drums in, in like high school and college. And, um, but it was what she was playing and singing while we were in the car going to golf tournaments, I think. You know, she was always playing like the Doobie Brothers and stuff from that world. So anything was of a groove. She was, she loved groove oriented music. And so I think that, that's a big part of it. And she's a really good singer. Um, but really it's kind of weird. It's mainly like me and Charles and John, we just played all the time, you know? Um, I think it started with, with me basically, um, you know, sitting down and teaching myself how to play the piano. And then I'd learn how to play guitar. And then from that, we would all just, you know, sit around and play together. And then when my mom rented her house out for the Masters, she rented her house at ESPN every year. And she took some of that money and she went and bought us a drum kit. <laughs> and then, then that's when all hell broke loose, and, you know. And then we then we were playing all the time, you know. I love um, it. I think that's what did it—that you know, I'm singing in church. That's so incredible. Right.
1: And y'all you, you, you to rent your house to ESPN for the Masters, right?
2: Yeah. So every year for the Masters, you know, my mom would rent her house out to ESPN, <laughs> and then we would we would go and stay with our friends, and and uh, you know, for that whole week. I love it. And um, that was a good chunk of change for my mom and and for the family. And uh, then she would, um, yeah, she just was like, she we were making drums and stuff out of pots and pans. Yeah. and I think she was she was getting sick of not having her uh, her box band <laughs> at the ready so she I love was it. like get these little punks a kit <laughs> oh, I
1: love it. All right, Catherine was she got any movies coming out soon
2: uh yeah no she's doing a TV show called Suits um uh which is really really oh good. I saw you I saw an
1: advertisement Suits. for that
2: yeah so the show is yeah the show is killing it right, right now um it's it's doing really high numbers. So she's back in the TV world. And she, and then she, I'm sure she'll do some movies and stuff coming up. But she's got a lot of projects in the pipeline that she's created. Um, right. She's really, really ambitious and she's extremely talented. Uh, so, yeah, you guys, man, you got to watch the season of Suits. It's really, really amazing. Okay, where's it at on? I think it's on it's, it's TV. Is it What is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on basically NBC, and then, yeah, it's on NBC. Okay. Yeah, you'll, I, I guess just Google it. I can't. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is it yeah. TBS? I think yes, it, it is. It's... I don't know.
1: I got it. I cut, cause I because saw it, We saw a commercial, I think, uh, I don't know when it was the other day, and we said, oh, Catherine's got something. It, it, I didn't know if it was, you know, I never pay attention if I'm already watching. I didn't know what channel I'm ever on, you know?
2: <laughs> I don't either, dude. I don't <laughs> can't either. keep up. I think we're about to get rid of cable, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: don't yeah. know.
1: Well, they're saying they're saying that it's, you know, hey, it's the next sort of, uh, the next bu- bubble that's going to bust. I mean, they're talking about now how this next generation loves to just see it when they want to see it. They're watching it on their phones. Yeah. They don't care. I mean, they're, it's just, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what does happen to cable. But obviously the cable. The only
2: thing I'm scared about and worried about is sports.
1: Yeah, that's going to kill us because we have to have our sports. You have got to have our moment. Exactly. Right. Well, maybe that <laughs> maybe that'll be the only thing left. Hey, Josh, I can't thank you enough, man, for taking the time, and I miss well, you, brother. Me, Steve. I
2: appreciate,
3: it,
1: brother. And I'm sure I'll see you soon, and uh, and uh, I, I can't wait to uh, to jam with you again and play some golf.
2: Absolutely, man. All right. Well, don't be a stranger. Let's let's, let's jam soon, and let's tee it up, buddy. You got it, brother. I'll see you later. All right.
1: Thank you brother.
0: guys.
2: Bye-bye. I'm
1: Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all sixty of them, where you can take
0: your sweet time.
3: Saving you money, I'm Lindsay Bell with the Fox Business Network. What's the secret to repaying student loans? Antoine Oakley at Sally May says it's important to understand your commitment and how it fits into your budget. Knowing how much you owe and whom you owe is important because you need to understand if if your loans are federal, if they're private. You need to know how much you owe, including any accrued interest. Enrolling in auto debit can ensure you will never miss a payment or incur any late fees. Oakley says you can cut down on what you owe by using all or part of a cash windfall, such as a tax refund. He says it also makes sense to pay a little extra every month. This could allow you to pay off your loan faster, but it also could allow you to pay less and save some um, money on that as well. He says thinking long-term is also essential. This has to do with building a favorable credit history. Paying on time and consistently can help students establish that. Saving you money on Linda Bell, Fox News.